This is how valid is the validity. Welcome to the uh, Winter Wonderland edition of How Valid is the Validity on this Wednesday night. I almost uh, almost didn't come on. Almost didn't do it. Andy couldn't be here. Jared couldn't be here. I had to, We had to call Parker. Parker's here. Show him, show him yourself. Show him yourself, Parker. Can you show him yourself? You know how to do that? There he is. Look at that. The OG. The OG. Oh, what's going on? Andy's down in the corner. You see Andy down there? Is Andy down the corner? I don't see Andy. Is he there? I'm, I'm here. Okay. Hey, Andy. What up? Couldn't couldn't make it out here today, huh? No go. Yeah. Uh, we, I thought it'd be fun to do this. It is. It is kind of interesting. I got to be honest with you. I didn't think. Well, I uh, turned my radio down. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, this is the. I, I've been in Nashville for probably seventeen. I, what's going on 17 years if it's not already 17 years and uh i don't think i've ever seen weather like this before not not where it like kept people in for two or three days i mean it's just it's ice snow ice snow i feel like we're in winterfell winterfell that's a that's a movie that's a movie uh called game of thrones game of thrones it's not really a movie is it no it doesn't matter winter is here Thank God. No more global warming. Just, there's no more flu. There's no more global warming. It's all good. You don't have to worry about it anymore. I guess there's a there's a, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of news going on. Uh, not much has happened uh, over the last week that I've really noticed. Where I'm like, ah, oh, you gotta Rush Limbaugh died today. Uh, that that's a big one, I guess, to some to some people, uh, depending on who you talk to. Rush, Rush was a big deal. Uh, for me, because when I when I first started radio twenty years ago, uh, I sold Rush Limbaugh. I, I sold ads on on uh, talk radio station that I worked for back in the day. I guess that's where some of this comes from for me. But you know, Rush was a big part of of people's lives, whether you liked him or not, because it was just uh, you know if you were in an office space or if you had people that you know listened to the radio a lot of times, they would listen to Rush Limbaugh and he'd be in the background and. Whether you liked what he said or or not, it was just that familiar voice, kind of like Paul Harvey to me. You know, Rush was, but he's gone and a, a year long battle with uh, lung cancer, and there it is. I I think that what's going to be interesting is, and Andy, you can maybe chime in on this a little bit. It's interesting because thirty 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 five years ago when he first started, you know, me and my dad were talking tonight about who's going to fill that void that that space now. Uh, that he had, and you know, forty million people listen to him daily, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is it like music now, where there there isn't necessarily going to be somebody like him again because there's so many people doing it in so many places to get news? I mean, is there going to be is there a a need for a Rush Limbaugh, or is, is that even possible to get to that level anymore? I don't know. What well, I wonder, kind of the same thing is. Is there even a need for that sort of thing anymore? Do people even get news like that from him anymore? Isn't kind of what he was doing? I mean, antiquated thing now at this point anyway. Forty million people a day. I mean, so I mean, that's that's yeah. You know, well, that's a, that's what it. What is that? That's uh thirties thirties. I mean, that's a seventh of the population. I mean, that's yeah. 
pretty substantial. Well, he, was, he was really influential in the radio world, wasn't he? As far as like he changed the, the oh, face of how the whole format of talk radio. I mean that that yeah. was yeah for sure, for sure, and 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 really made a whole platform for where uh, people to come and do that kind of work and 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 probably open the door for for you know people that do this kind of thing online now and and these punt and these shows these different shows that uh talk shows uh you know that that are very much uh against the grain as far as just reporting news you know and and and, and he did open that up for a lot of people uh on on radio and on television for that matter because you know he was very um he he was very he made a he made a big deal about a lot of things and and then the the bigger he got more people used him as a, a form of talking points um so the more that he really dove in and and some of the more radical things just like Howard Stern truthfully for politics oh, yeah you know absolutely he was like the master of the pause too he had like the the he would yep. make a point just a little a little bit of dramatic pause in there you would think that uh, the radio was broke you you thought the radio was broken. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I bring that up just not because of that, but I also, to tie in with that, I also found this story about the scientists that have discovered a, a way to control the immune system's natural killer cells towards, uh, towards cancer cells. And it was, and it was almost by an accident, you know, cause when, when people die uh, of cancer, especially, you know, the, the, a lot of that, you start wondering, okay, where, where are we at with this? Because here's a guy that probably had close to a billion dollars. You know, when you really think about what money cannot do, you know, when people like Steve Jobs or or, or anyone, you know, that's, I mean, because 70 is pretty a decent, you know, if you're taking care of yourself and, you, and, you're, and you're going to the doctor, 70 still kind of, you still got some life left in you. Um, but here's a guy that had a billion dollars and just couldn't stay, you know, once he got the diagnosis, died in a year. You know, and, and so, I, you know, you start looking for things of where are we at with cancer? You know, is it something that we're just going to continue giving people these, uh, you know, somewhat archaic forms of, of treatment in, in hopes that they have some sort of life after uh, if they can kill it? This this was interesting to me because, you know, a lot of things, a lot of people are trying and, and hospitals and doctors and so forth are trying to find cures where the body does it itself. So instead of like a, you know, with, um, with chemo, they just kill everything. Even though there are more targeted chemo forms in today's world, a lot, a, a lot of people still take the chemotherapy where they go in and it basically you just wipe out everything, you know, and that's why a lot of times, uh, you get other things that happen to you after you beat whatever it is you were trying to kill in the first place. So these more targeted uh, immune system use and that kind of thing are what people are trying to find now because it, it's less destruction, you know, and and it causes less problems on the on the other side. This was done by accident, which is really what's interesting about that is that that you know it wasn't something they were necessarily going for, but they they now they have a whole nother research that they're going in a direction of of this other research because they did something by accident that essentially it's called hypoimmunity hypoimmune lab grown cells and tissues capable of cells and, uh, and tissue capable of evading detection and rejection by the cancer uh, and, and your immune system it's amazing sometimes how your immune system will actually go against you 
right? There's the autoimmune diseases, I guess, uh, um, which I, you know, I, I'm very fortunate to have done one of those. But a lot of people is uh, there's there's one that I heard, I've heard more and more now uh, that I than I ever have, or I've met people that have it. Uh, the autoimmune disease. Um, oh, give it to me, give it to me. What does it do to you? Well, it's just it. You know, it it's a little bit of everything. It does bad things to your joints. It's uh, it, it's just an all around nasty thing. But people seem to be living with it. But there's a, I, it's it's a very common thing. I I've just met more people with it than I than I have. It, you know, and it seems like over the last couple of years than I have before. Gosh, I can't think of the name. Anyway, it's just interesting how your immune system sometimes will be your worst enemy. Um, and mm. anyway, so Rush Limbaugh died today, seventy years old. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, how that goes from there. That being said, um, Trump and, uh, his, his way of doing business and going on with life here after, uh, after, uh, his presidency, it's, it's very interesting. People are still having parades, uh, still trying to follow him around. Uh, it seems to be, uh, that potentially, that maybe that there could be a third party situation here uh, or at least a, a damaging uh, hit to uh, Republican candidates going into the election for general elections and then hopefully Democrats, but or not hopefully, but depending on how the situation works out, uh, obviously I'm more conservative leaning, but the bottom line is that this guy has a lot of power uh, still and he's not going anywhere. And, and that's being shown with, you know, when as he goes around the country. It's interesting because uh, e- even Dad and I were talking about this tonight too, uh, yesterday or today. But what what stops him from running for a different office someplace? Uh, you know, and and I don't know if his ego could handle not being the president of the United States anymore. But at the same time, um, there, that is an option. I mean, Hillary Clinton did it. Of course, she never she didn't get the presidency, but she definitely went to New York and became a senator. Um, it, it's, Doesn't it kind of show you? I mean, people they're terrified, right? Like of this dude of him coming back. Well, kind of isn't that going to be the only thing, the reason why that they're going to go through an impeachment process is basically so he can't hold office again, right? Well, it's done. So he won. He he got he beat the second time. So that okay. that that's off the table now. So he 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 surely can come back in a, in a handful of years and 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 run for president again. Absolutely. But that was the whole point of that. Uh, but it lasted for about five days, uh, and then and and then it and he even he even um, was a witness. He even took the stand. I mean, you didn't see any of this. You have to dig for it. But he did. No. Um, and I just didn't want to do that because. Honestly, at this point, I, I, you know, the fact that Trump stayed kind of quiet and and has been kind of low key, and some of the stuff he's been doing has been more calculated. If he would have been that way, I think during the election, and we've talked about this, I, I don't, I think you have a different situation right now. Yeah, but I, I, do, I don't appreciate the executive orders. Forty two executive orders in the first hundred days is just absolutely asinine and ridiculous. And, and and next week, you know, the, the, a recording got leaked of him talking to uh, the the. Uh, it was a, either a black um, organization, uh, as far as uh, or it was a. I'm trying to think because I didn't I didn't know exactly who, who it was to because I just found it literally last night. But he was talking to the, a black caucus or black organization, you know that you know and and black people definitely felt like they were a proponent and a big part of him winning. But man, he just lambasted him. 
I mean, it was it, 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 like he was pissed off. And I think part of that was because they, they, you know, the black pop community right now is just saying like, what, what do you, you know, you're not doing anything. And, and some of this stuff that you're putting into action here is not helping us, which is, wasn't part of the deal, you know, and it's the same old crap, but I mean, his, his tonality and, and the things that he was saying, some of it was, was, was unbelievable. I mean, it, it was, it was like, whoa. You know, who, who is this guy? It sounds like somebody gave him a, a, a fenteramine pill, fenteramine pill. But it was, um, I, I didn't want to, I couldn't break it down enough to be able to talk about it. But what's really funny is one of two things can happen right now. This, this Capitol riot thing, now you're starting to see a lot of things come out about it. You know, a, a lot of video, the New Yorker of all people, I don't know if they thought it was damning what, what they put out, but I, I think it was the exact opposite. Um, and I I just don't know how to feel. And so I, I want to get your opinion, okay? So th- this is, essentially, this is how this worked out. And, 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 and the Epic Times, my one of my favorite news places, they, 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 put, a, they put together a timeline. And so what I'm going to tell you is this. Trump starts his speech at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, okay? He finishes at 1.12. At that point in time, the first break into the Capitol was at 155. That was the first puncture. Um, the next one happened at uh, 208 and then 211. So, you know, let me just get your opinion from somebody that doesn't necessarily watch the news so much. Yeah. Um, what What is your opinion? Lupus. Thank you. I'm sorry, to, but lupus is the one I'm, I'm here. Um uh, <laughs> What is your opinion right now? If I asked you, I said, and I said, what What do you think happened that day? How, do you think it was mass chaos and it was just a bunch of people trying to get in there and kill a bunch of people? What, what What's your feeling on it? Just no matter if you don't have any any knowledge of oh, exactly. Man, my, gut, my gut instinct for feeling about it is the fact that it's uh, it doesn't line up exactly with a timeline like that. If first off. Second off, I, I mean, I've tried to find exactly where he incited anybody, and any, you know, and it's—I don't see it personally. Um, that's kind of one of the biggest things that that, that kind of bothered me. But then again, I haven't really been looking at it in a long time. The biggest thing, those guys, man. Th- I, why are the why are they even having the guys that are even being photographed? part of the news the newsreels is what drives me nuts because it's like all right you need to tell me it's the guy with the horns okay now i'm glad you i knew you were going to say that and i set you up you spiked it down let's i'm going to watch this i want you to see this first clip this is just people going in i think this was the first push first first Okay. 
So that, to me, looks like it could be a, a thousand different ways. At this point, to me, some of those people and, and some of the words that are coming out of people's mouth do not sound like Trump supporters. I'll just say that right now. F the police, the way those men dealt with the cops as they were trying to get in there, those guys, that's how you deal with the police officer. And most everything I've seen so far, most people have been nice to the police. They, they were very cordial in the whole nine. But the F the police and all that kind of stuff, that's not what you've heard the Trump supporter inside. That is Antifa. And so there is there there have now been uh, two senators, two different senators, and 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 a handful of House people that have said there were there were busloads of of people that were lined up in black black buses that had, were were down there before anybody had reached the Capitol, because that's the issue I have. He ends his speech at one twelve from Ellipse uh, Park, the President's Park. I mean, that's kind of a haul to get to Congress. Uh, the first break-in at that point then is at 155. So I, I'd say it's doable, but that amount of people, I, I'm not, I don't know. So I, I definitely think there were people already ready to go to get this thing going. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. This next clip is the one that I think you're going to find most interesting. I know I did. It's a little bit longer, but I think it's uh, worth watching. Hey! Fucking hey, man. Glad to see you guys. You guys are fucking patriots. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. God bless you. Yes. You good, sir? You need medical attention? I'm good. Thank you. All right. I got shot in the face. I got shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. question is what the hell was that right i mean that was the bullhorn guy and, yeah and he's yeah. he's walking in like 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 he, a frat guy and then the next thing you know they're doing prayers i've never okay i've never seen that footage before no kidding and that is ridiculous and that guy does not even look real he looks like he's gonna be in disneyland or something like he is acting that guy's acting. I don't. Twitter. I don't know if he's hey. acting or not, but I will say. What's that? Got blood on your face. What does that mean? How are you going to say that some guy like that? That makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. And 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 that the only pictures you see of that guy, the only pictures you see of that guy is, is when he's just yelling and screaming, but never talking. So the, already you've got a media that's gonna that's already biased this thing so much already but these people are praying if you go to the house do me a favor parker bring up 
bring up the clip too, and then could you fast forward it to about uh, two thirds in? So go to clip two. It says clip two at the top. Right. So, okay. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that, that's the image you get of him the whole time. Okay, it, the way he makes me feel is like he's like the undercover cop at the football game, going like, "Hey, kids, yes, who who, who wants to buy some drugs?" <laughs> you know, like, like and you're like, I know this guy's a cop. Like, it's so I, I don't know why that guy just seems so fake. He's just there to stir shit up. Well, I I don't know, but but see, that's my that's why I played the prayer thing was because that doesn't look like a guy that's there to stir shit up. He he maybe wants attention. Okay, but I, to stir shit up, you don't leave a prayer. And here's the other thing, and I, and I and I didn't put this in this because I thought we could just talk about it. But they those guys in the Senate and the House went through all of the desks and were taking pictures of anything they took they could take pictures of. So somewhere throughout this country, there are hundreds of people with photographs of of classified information in some places. I, I would imagine that on their cell phones. I mean, that's kind of interesting because did you see that guy was going through the, the, the book and he was like, there's got to be some sort of information in here that we could get this effing, you know, Nancy Pelosi. Did you, did, did you see him? Oh yeah. Okay. So if you go into this, I'll send it, I'll send this video to you. It's 12 minutes long, but, but th- th- there's people going through all the desks, any notebooks, anything they can get their hands on taking pictures of it. Can you imagine what what is possibly out there? Pretty, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. It is interesting. So here's the interesting part, too, because here's what's happening now. Going, I mean, this is a different subject. So six people die this day, okay? Six people die, one of which is an Air Force veteran who, okay, here, here Andy, is the problem. I think some people kind of knew what the guards that were there, I think some of them, maybe a majority of them knew what to do. Okay. Meaning that however this was set up from whoever this came from, they did not bother anybody. You saw the guard in the Senate going, can I just get you guys to please leave? Right. Okay. That's what most of the footage that you see is of the police and or Capitol police and or whatever department, Depart- different departments were there. You see most of them just leaving them alone. There's a little bit of, in the beginning, when they first broke into it, there, those first wave got got some beat down. There was some tear gas and that kind of thing. But most of, the, most of it was just come on. I mean, just do your thing. Can you please not do this? That's what you saw. Except there were, in some cases, two incidences in particular in the, in the, in the, in the house, in Senate, in the chambers, 
where this person breaks the window, she gets in, and and he caps her twice and kills her. So to me, and the, and then the, the the guy that died get trying to get into the the house. So to me, there were some people that were not in on this. Because my thing is, once you got, once you have a couple of thousand people in there, what's the point of shooting anybody? If you didn't see a gun, right? Mm-hmm. That that's my that that's my thing. Why did why did two people die in that facility? Once all those people got in there, I, I'm still a little perplexed on how that worked. And so that's what you're going to see now is there's going to be some heads rolling. They've already fired the chief of uh, of the Capitol Police. He's already gone. Now they're talking about Nancy Pelosi's got it wants to she's trying to get a little bit proactive and start a she started a group that's going to dive into why more people weren't called and why more people did not respond. Homeland Security did not send agents until 3:35 is when they said they were going to send agents. The Capitol been broken into at two o'clock. I, I'm just a little perplexed on if I if I said that there was a handful of illegal immigrants in my next door neighbor's house, you could probably get ice here rather quickly. But we're talking about Congress, Washington D.C., and nobody shows up at this place other than who is there until an hour, hour and a half into this when people have already broken into that place. It's going to be a conspiracy corner. It's got to be. It has to be. I mean, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And and nobody can explain it to you. Nobody, even people that are from there, that, that work in that building, are perplexed by the fact that nobody was there to help them. Yeah. Do you think, who in their right mind would think that you could get into that place like that? I, I, I worked there a short stint, been down there numerous times and in every, you feel like somebody's watching you everywhere you go. I can't imagine the idea that, that that place could be impregnated like that. And then not only once it got broken into, but just people just walking around in there and, and going in anywhere they wanted to go for, for as long as they did. Uh, it's a, it's, it's going to be an interesting thing. It's going to be. Well, it doesn't really add up to me all the way. It's kind of how how the security guards were, too. I mean, it's like they, they opened up the door, right? I'm pretty sure they opened but up the Andy, door. Andy, you kind of have to, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a- you know, once, once once you start breaking things, what's the point? You're going to get in here. Why why bust down? Why break stuff? Well, it's like the, did you see that, the TikTok, the girl? She's like, uh, no, you guys can't come in here. And she'd be like, no. You can't come in here. She's like, no, come in, come on. I mean, a lot, a lot of people, are you, let me ask you this as an American, how does that make you feel? What? I mean, that's trickery. That 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 happened. I mean, does it make you feel anything? Does it make you feel scared? Does it make you feel like that place is just a big uh, paper tiger? Does it make you feel like it's a facade that you can, that this thing even, that that, that the power that you're supposed to feel when you go to Washington, D.C. is as much power as it is until somebody breaks the door down? I mean, because that's how I feel a little bit. It doesn't make any sense, yeah. Right? I mean, it's just like, you can just, a group of people can just walk in there. Now, I will say this. I will say this. I think that when you look at the amount of of stifling of, of free speech 
with things like that have happened to Parler and Twitter and and, and people just taking platforms down or people off certain platforms. When when you start looking at those types of things, it's straight up communism. When you when 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 companies that have these platforms that are supposed to be for free speech start taking people off because of the speech they they don't believe the speech that you're that you're free to say uh, is right, or they go into the guys that it could hurt people. It's a little bit of communism going on. That there is some communism aspects to this whole thing. Not even it is straight up communism to to stifle speech and to want to get rid of people that don't agree with you. And that's a lot of what's going on right now. You can't deny the fact that 75 million people still voted for Trump, even if, even if it was more than that. If it was 65 million people, there's still a big part of this country, half the voting population, that, that believe in, in somewhat of a conservative value and conservative viewpoints, even if the guy spewing them is a little bit narcissistic and egotistical and somewhat of a movie character. I mean, but am I wrong? I mean, he, he is a character. He is not, you know, Joe Biden, even four years ago, had more of a, of a presidential appearance and stature than Donald Trump did. Eight years ago, the guy... If he, if he, if the words coming out of his mouth, here's the difference. Trump is the words coming out of Trump's mouth are, are words that you just kind of, when he says them, you know, he's not the smartest linguist in the room. The problem with Joe Biden is half the stuff that comes out of his mouth is not that bright or not that smart or necessarily coherent. But if it was, he is a very political presidential figure looking man. Oh yeah, that, right? that's the thing. He's got the yeah, oh yeah. The, look. the way that he speaks and talks and puts himself together and holds himself from the, from between the four borders of the camera, the four frames. Like it's like, I mean, you know. Come on, man. <laughs> it's that. It's <laughs> that. And so you had a guy with Donald Trump that was an actual freaking character. And you know what the problem is with the character? The problem is with the character that you either you you, you love him or you hate him. And when you hate him. You hate him with all your passion. And when you love him, you love him with all your passion. A prime example is Jeff Joffrey off of Game of Thrones. And I say Game of Thrones because I'm watching it again right now. And, And what I mean by that is that kid was Andy. And you know what I'm talking about. That kid was so good at his job that I wanted to see him dead for real. You're talking about the kid that gets poisoned, right? Yeah, the bad, the piece of shit kid. The little piece of shit kid, the, the but, blonde but, haired kid. Right, but yeah. and, and and you you get immersed in that world. I get it in TV and movies and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, my point being is that you wanted him dead in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's how good he was. Yeah, and and with Biden, it's not that way, and that's why he's been able to stay in in office for forty years. Is because he. You know, you feel sorry for him or you feel like he, he's just not, you know, he's he's just a, a man's man or he, your door next door. Whatever the case is, Donald Trump is a guy you either hate his ass or you love him. Right. There's no in between where it's like because because of because he can't keep his mouth shut. Essentially. 
the guy did a lot of good. There's no question. I mean, how long will the peace in the Middle East last? I don't know. We have a military that's finally got a better morale and and and, and updated equipment. You got a, a, a VF the, the hospitals, the, the VFW hospitals that are in a better shape than they were before, which is still a first rung of a big tall ladder. You have the stock market that was 18,000 points when he got into office and 30,000 when he left. I don't know how you, you know, you know, I don't know how you disagree in in history. He he said for every administrative roadblock I put in place, I'm going to get rid of two. When you looked at some of the administrative things that he did, when you talk about roadblocks, it's more about how, uh, what what laws do to red tape and tie your hands and those types of things. It ended up being more like sixteen for everything that he put, any type of uh, of of roadblock or red tape or any kind of administrative, you know, roadblocks that he would put in. He would get he got rid of sixteen, not two, but sixteen. You know, he's one man that understands you 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 uh, uh, what is it you uh, you. Lowball them and you, what is it? Over, per, over, you, what is it? Underperform, oh. overperform, under deliver, un, no, over deliver and under estimate. I don't, I don't, God, will you look that up because it bothers me. I'm in a train of thought and the train didn't stop there. What, what do we got here? Elizabeth, who's this? Elizabeth, oh, Elizabeth, the U.S. Marines would never have let the infiltration happen. Well, I know what peace in the Middle East. Well, that's the thing. You have to look at the fact of what what he's done with Israel and Iran and and getting them to sit down in the first place. Under um, promise, over deliver. What's that? Under promise. Under right? promise and over deliver. That's right. Sorry, it just came to me. Essentially, I am not a big world politics guy, but there's no question some of the things that he was trying to get us out of that China has got their hands dug in deep in the United States as long as well as Europe and, and damn near every other country in the world. The the peace in the Middle East, the Nobel Peace Prize, this whole thing where he's getting uh, prizes based on what he did for the Middle East, sitting these people down that haven't been able to sit down and also to sign. Yeah. Never, never promise more than you could deliver. But, but again, over promise, over deliver under promise. That's right. I do that all the time. That's why I don't have very many jobs anymore. Hi, Chris. Good point. I saw this. If the infiltration that the, happened in the U.S. Capitol happened at the U.S. Embassy in the in the Middle East, the folks breaking it would be dead. I understand that, but you can't do that here. And that's a, that's something that people are talking about. Even you had the black population was saying, "Imagine if those were black people trying to break into the prison, uh, break into the Capitol, they would have all been shot." Well, some people were shot. I I, I think that that's the issue here is that you can't surmise something based on anything that you've seen just like andy said a minute ago was i i never saw that that guy other than when he was yelling and screaming and being a character you never saw him praying and just walking in like he was some frat dude that that was going to a football game anybody can pray though i understand that but that's not my point that guy even if let's just say you never saw that before and you would have saw a picture or a video of that what what has been put out looking at that guy, your first inclination would be this guy doesn't pray. This guy is a drug addict who's seeing all kinds of different things. My, that's my point is, is that there's two sides to, uh, 
the coin. So you can't, they're only showing this one side of this nut job and bullhorns, a water buffalo, like he's going to a Flintstone meeting. Right? And, and But then there's this other thing. I don't know. I mean, it, it, right or wrong, I'm not saying that the guy's a good guy. I'm just saying. Whether he is or not, but he's, whether he's praying or he's not praying, he still doesn't belong there. He seems, it seems like a very forced character to have there. Like, that guy got in there? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, of all the guys to get in there, it's the guy with the horns and carrying the, I mean, I get it, but it's just, man. I understand. Now, of course he would sit down and pray. Of course. that's Well, and all of them, but listen, he wasn't the only one. There was a lot of Jesus, God speak, yelling, you know, going on even outside. I mean, look, look, look at this last one. This is the last clip I have, but you may, I make this point just to, okay. I wasn't going to show it, but I mean, now you've got me on it. This Venn diagram shows the relationship between an elected official doing what the people want and their likelihood of getting reelected. Ideally, they'd serve the people and have a high likelihood of reelection. But a recent Harvard Business School. You know what bothers me? You know what bothers me? Is for some reason, when I do these things and they work perfectly, until I get here. And then I do something that completely ruins everything. I, did, I cannot get it to work right. All right, look, I'm going to hit this and it's going to screw up on me. Don't screw up on me. This Venn diagram yeah. shows the relationship. So it's not going to work. I, uh, that's the next segment of stuff. I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know why. So now that means all these are messed up and I, I shouldn't do them ever again in my life. I should not be a part of any kind of, of uh, doesn't even matter. Point being no, is. I bet they're right. <laughs> they're fine. They're fine. I promise. They're not. That four is supposed to be five. This has bothered me. It's bothered me. We're gonna, I'm going to take a little break and make sure that I'm not go, losing my mind. And then we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. And hopefully, Jesus, God, hopefully this works. This Venn diagram shows the relationship between an elected official doing what the people want and their likelihood of getting reelected. Ideally, they'd serve the people and have a high likelihood of reelection. But a recent Harvard Business School report by Professor Michael Porter and Catherine Gale show that the relationship. So I can't hit any. I, I can't hit anything. I'm, I'm done. Can you? Uh, can you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? Play the uh, long break too with the card for me. If you see it. Can you see it? Parker. Good thing Parker showed up. I'll be screwed. Can you see no. it? No? Thank Sponsors you. of how valid is the validity. Audison amplifiers. Feel it. Hertz. Marine and car audio. Hear what you've been missing. Verdoliac Law Group. Let us help you. Aurora Nutrisigns True Liposymol Supplements. Guidance Whiskey. Look for guidance. Cartronics. Customize your ride. Sony Mobile Car Audio 2.0. Modern Media Geeks. Be found. Be relevant. Be on point. Chris Weaver Band Live and Streaming Entertainment. 
How Valid is the Validity? Wednesday nights, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. To be a part of the show, call us at 808-707-8108. That's 808-707-8108. Or you can email your thoughts to weaver at hvvcast.com. All right, so I don't know if anything's going to work. My, my thing now is I almost want to just go to that clip because any button I hit, it goes just to that. I, I, I'm i so sick of technology. God, Lee. I'm over it. Anyway, I just want to say that the piece in the Middle East thing was was just basically his. The, it was Israel getting Israel to sit down with other A- Arab countries and come up with some sort of agreement. How long does it last? I have no idea. Does it, does it last for a month? I have no idea. It's going to depend now on what Biden does uh, to keep that going. And, and, and obviously, there is, a, there is a, a liberal problem with, with Israel overall. Whether it's progressive liberals or whatever the case is, there is a problem with Israel and, and, and Democrats. Uh, how that continues with, with whatever Trump put in, in place. And there was, I tried to keep up with it. And it was just every, something was changing all the time. Until they actually sat down. But the bottom line is they sat down. And I guess that's what he's getting the awards for. I mean, nobody under, you know, you're not going to say that there's peace in the Middle East as far as people shooting each other and, 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 and what, how Arab, Arab countries get to get along together. But it's the whole thing is always with Israel and other Arab, uh, Arab countries. Anyway, I just, didn't, I wanted to kind of get that in there. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. All right. So, I want to move on to this next segment because apparently that's what God wants me to do. And, and, and I say that because Michael Douglas did this. I'm not sure how he leans, to be honest with you. I thought that they were pretty staunch uh, liberals, to be honest with you. Uh, but, but he did a piece with us, uh, which is a, a, an outlet, a, a news outlet, that I really, really liked. And it was, it was all on the foundation of, of what's called the American Anti-Corruption Act. Essentially, we all feel like when these elections are happening now that you're not doing anything anymore that, that, and, and, and you're going to see this, but let's, let me just play this first one. Um, and now I'm kind of scared cause I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just going to hit the right button and we'll see how it works out. This Venn diagram shows the relationship between an elected official doing what the people want and their likelihood of getting re-elected. Ideally, they'd serve the people and have a high likelihood of re-election. But a recent Harvard Business School report by Professor Michael Porter and Catherine Gale show that the relationship looks more like this. They found virtually no correlation between serving the will of the people and getting reelected. In other words, if our elected leaders do their jobs, they're more likely to lose their jobs. Okay. This is no doubt about it. The absolute 100% truth. This is the absolute truth. When you see these people on television whether they're House members or senators, it seems like no matter what their public agenda is that has to do with doing things across the country, 
they still have to get elected in the state that they're from. And we all do this from time to time. We watch these people do things or read about stuff. And you're like, how does this guy get elected? And that, that is one thing that you feel that you forget sometimes is that it only takes a super, super duper small part of the population to elect somebody that can really affect everybody in the country and in some cases, the world. You, you think about this. Joe Manchin from West Virginia, a state that has 1.5 million people in it. I didn't, I didn't stutter. 1.5 million people in the state of West Virginia still has two senators. Do you understand what I'm saying? They have two senators, two of the 50 in Congress. Or from West Virginia. That person has as much power as a senator from California. Could, could have as much power. Could be Senate Majority Leader. Which has happened with one, Robert Byrd. We forget that. How does AOC get elected? You can't watch AOC and live in Tennessee. You can't watch AOC and live in Texas if you're a conservative, for instance, and watch and think, how does this, where, who are the, who is voting for her? Because you don't understand the people in that district. That's why that Venn diagram is such an interesting way to look at it. A Harvard, Harvard comes out with this idea that it doesn't matter if you serve the people or not. It matters if you make the people feel like you're serving them because nobody knows what you do. Just like Elizabeth saying, what peace in the Middle East? Yeah, we just watched Trump sit down with the prime minister of Israel, the president of Israel, president of prime minister, not president Netanyahu, right? Sit down with countries in the Middle East and get them to agree on something. Does anybody know what that agreement was? Elizabeth's a pretty smart woman. But no, because it doesn't affect you. Half that, was the, good, that was a good pause. Thanks. That was, You're getting good at it. <laughs> well, the pause is really going to come when I start sweating on number six when I hit it. <laughs> but, but my point being here is, that most people don't know about the laws that they that they that are that are passed every day in your state and your local some cases your city government you don't know what happens and you keep voting for these people you know why some people keep voting for the same person is because you don't hear anything about them cuz they make you feel all nice inside that's well that's some truth to that and they also don't rock the boat too much it's kind of what it boils down to right I don't know, Andy. I I think to some extent that's the problem. But I'm gonna tell you something, Michael Douglas. Whatever his politics, this people didn't. People hated Donald Trump, him as a person. I mean, as a person, like not even just like he was a bad president. That's right. People hated, you know, W. Bush. You know, like all the time. But 
not so much like not like they not like the venom that they spew for Donald Trump and like the just how he looks. I mean, all the way down to his orange skin. And tell, and and tell me, and tell me this, and you make a solid point. You can't do that to a woman or a black guy. You can't talk the same way about a woman or a black man or a, 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 a brown person or a yellow. You could not do it the way you could talk about an orange white man, a billionaire. Did you say an orange white man? Whatever the case is. I mean, it's funny. Well, but, but you understand what I'm saying? You could not talk about Hillary Clinton like that. You couldn't talk about Barack Obama like that. You couldn't talk about uh, Tulsi Gabbard that way. You couldn't talk about the 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 the, the uh, what's his name the the uh, homosexual guy from California that's now part of the cabinet. You couldn't talk about. You could hardly say anything. If, if if even if the person was not a good person, you could hardly find the words to express it the way you could about Donald Trump because he was an old white guy. Well, and the and the people will fight back with the fact that they think it is a free pass just because of how they feel when he speaks to others. And and honestly, unfortunately, Republicans really? have turned into the same type of situation where now we're going to see all the nut jobs because if you if if that clip would have worked. That I was trying to play earlier. You did. There were there, there were essentially videos outside of the Capitol or outside of uh, the, the chamber where it was just these people spewing stuff, using God and, and that kind of thing and to express an opinion or a thought. And you're just like, dude, you guys have gone beyond that. I mean, th- you know, th- this is not now you might as well be the right wing part of Antifa. This is ridiculous. Point being here is and to stay somewhat on track is now you see this, they said they set it up with this idea that there's no, you can serve the people or don't serve the people, but you still could get elected. Then he moves on to the two-party system as being the problem. This is what Harvard Business School in, this, in the continuation of this study. Let me make sure I'm, right, we'll see how it goes. How is that? This Venn diagram right. shows I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, so six. If you could just give me... How is that possible? The report blames it on two privately held gain-seeking organizations, America's two major political parties. In 2019, both major parties publicly threatened to blacklist candidates and contractors who veered from the party lines. They control the money, the debates, the primaries. They even draw their own voting districts. A full 61% of Americans want another option. But any third party or independent who runs is seen as a spoiler. So year after year, we choose between the lesser of two evils, Democrats, Republicans, Republicans, Democrats. In in any other environment, a new competitor would swoop in to better serve their constituency. You hate your cable company? Here comes stream. So essentially... This this is what got me. If you if you live depending on where you live, if you look at what how your voting district works, you'll you're going to find it very interesting. Learn the history of how your voting district came into place. Go back as far as you can go, and 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 look at the changes, how it maybe started and how it ended, and you'll see some of the most corrupt politics you've ever seen in your entire life. Gerrymandering is one of the most corrupt political 
tools that there that there that there is. And 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 the fact that we can only have we call ourselves a capital capitalistic society because a majority of what we do and accomplish and and uh, business and all that kind of thing is is capitalism. But he's right in this one aspect. There's only two parties, and anybody else that tries to get in is is cut to shreds. Or, or is, is is take like what Ross Ross Perot took votes away from the Republican candidate. You know, he took votes away from 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 Bush Senior. Anybody that's third party, the Tea Party, it's it's only taking votes away from one of the major parties. It's not considered an actual party. In a capitalistic society, anybody that tries to come in on this monopoly of Republicans and Democrats gets cut down to nothing. Literally to the point where you just don't even have one. And that's what's so intriguing about the Trump situation. Can Does he have enough people to take him into and create a third party? I don't know. I, I, that's not the way he's talking right now. The way he's talking right now is using his platform as a, as a way to, uh, to project Republican candidates. What was the number of his actual votes? Doesn't he claim like 80 million? No, it wasn't 80 million. It was like 72. I think it was like 72 million. He only lost by a couple of hundred, like hundreds of thousands of votes. It was like 72 to 74 or something like that. I mean, it was not much in the grand scheme of all this stuff. And now you're seeing things coming out of Pennsylvania where they there was they, they took away 400,000 votes that had Trump that were Trump votes out of Pennsylvania. I mean, that, that Pennsylvania is going to hell right now. And I don't know if you ever hear about that, what what everything that's going on. I have a whole thing I'm working on right now about the Dominion uh, voting machines. You want to talk about a conspiracy? You want to see how these things and, and the software and the fact that some of them were still connected to the freaking internet the day of the election. It, it goes across the country in all six of the battleground states. It's interesting, and the pieces are just starting to come out. Meaning, now you're seeing where Pennsylvania is firing, is trying to get rid of the Secretary of State because of of of. Uh, they're saying it's because of something that happened before even the election. But honestly, her debauchery and debacle of this whole uh, presidential election should have got her out of there by itself. But of course, they're not gonna. They don't want to do that because they they got they got through it. Regardless. So what uh, do you think? Trump could run again. Do you think that, that those 72 million or whoever are going to stick around and then we're going to have a third party that's actually going to just pull votes from from the Democratic side? It's any third party for until there until there's a foundation of a third party, until you have a foundation that you can't. The Tea Party was close. The Tea Party was close. The libertarian he would walk into it though holding on to those seventy two. No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. That's not that's not how it works. You need a third. You need a third of those people, right? So you get twenty million people. It only takes. Do you realize that that all the change that's happened in this country, women's voting, slavery, uh, any major change has all come from not only. The, the states, but the smaller governments makes the affects the bigger change. It only takes 3.5% of the population to truly make change. And the problem is, just like during slave times, 
it's it's the 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 group the group's worst enemy whether it's the popul- the whole population of the United States or a group trying to get past some point that they're in now that they want out of is the group somebody in the group itself with slaves there were at one point in time in the south there were four, 5 million slaves and 3 million whites only 5% of the population 7% of the population owned slaves. Slaves could have rebelled at any point in time. But it was other black people that 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 got them. That's the whole that's the whole uh uh you know uh, Uncle Tom. But it was it, you know Jim Brown was killed because of uh, of somebody telling on him. A slave telling on him. The Jim people Crow? that tried to leave all the time. I mean, it, it was because, I mean, there were some blacks that that didn't have it as bad and that, that felt like they were getting taken care of and were afraid of what was going to happen to them if they did get freed. You know, and so they, they, they hurt the plight of people that were trying to, they could never, they could never come together. And that's what you're seeing right now. The, 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 the inability for people to come together coherently and make change because we're all at each other's throat. It is 100% communism, not 90%, not 80%, not 99%. It is 100% communism. Make everybody fight so that nobody can do anything about anything. And then there's people that are controlling the whole situation, whether you want to be globalists and you want to say it's Bill Gates and Schwab and, and Rupert Murdoch and these, and these guys with Bilderberger and, and, and all these th- types of things, or you're going to say it's governments that are trying to control the situation. Some people think that it's only, there's only 100 people in the world that control everything and everybody, including government. And that's a conspiracy thing. But it is the Bilderbergers and the Bill Gates and those types of people that that they're talking about and the heritage of these families, Rockefellers. But whether or not you believe that or not, look at your neighbor. I mean, who wants to, you don't even want to talk to anybody. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to know anybody else. You kind of just want to stay in whatever world you create. And that's kind of where you want to live and you don't want anybody to bother it. And unfortunately, if you want change to happen, you've got to break eggs. You've got to hurt people's feelings. You've got to lose friends. But we can't do that right now. And that's why it's going to get harder and harder. And I've said it before. We're going to separate ourselves more now. We're going to become more divided into more groups and shards of groups than ever before because nobody can do anything and everybody hurts everybody else's feelings, and you can't say or do anything. You might say something with the conviction of Moses, but in, if you say the wrong word in that conviction or the wrong stanza in that conviction, it, it all gets thrown under the bus because you said something even if you didn't mean it the way you said it. How, do you, how are you supposed to make change when you can't talk with conviction unless you have three people that have written your speech that have gone through and made sure that every part of it is woke and understood and couldn't offend anybody you're screwed you can't create change like that that's jordan peterson's whole foundation you're taking away speech from people and you're taking away arguments 
and people's ability to argue. And so what does that do? What does that do? Not only does it make you not want to talk anymore or say anything, it makes you not, you can't change anything. It's going to be interesting in 2022 because what the Democrats do now to figure out if it, are they going to really lean progressive? Are they really going to shove this down everybody's throat in America when you have 75 million people that don't want half of the progressive agenda and you have um, uh, some part of the Democratic Party, that the, the, the middle ground Democrats that don't want the progressive agenda? Because if you continue down this path of pushing progressive, and, and Biden is still saying it. He said it to this group the other day. I am not progressive AOC. AOC has become the, uh, she has become the third party. I don't, without even trying, she wanted to change the Democrat party. She's, she's turning into a situation where you have the president of the United States as a Democrat saying, I'm not progressive like AOC because people are scared of AOC. But it is going to be interesting. You've got a year and a half before you're going to before people have to start having elections again with these house members and and senators as well that are going to have these elections and you're going to see where we're at as a country it's always the midterm elections that you see where we are as a country that that's that's when you're going to know if people are scared because they don't want to give the democrats a f- complete coverage and complete reign to do whatever they want or if they've gone too far, or if they're worse off than they were when he got into office, or worse yet, somehow you get him out of office and you put the vice president in there because he don't know where he's at. I'm going to let this play because I think I, 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 it's it's important. This act is important. It's something that is potentially could come back out, could be voted on, something that could happen. This is the end of this uh, segment with Michael Douglas. Eighty-six percent of House races, we now know which party will win the general election before it even starts. That means all of the competition is in the primaries, where as few as 14 percent of voters participate. And primary voters tend to be more partisan than those who vote in the general election. So the most partisan candidates win the primary. They're virtually guaranteed to win the general. So you can guess what happens next. Over time, the parties move further and further apart. This graphic shows members of Congress who worked with the other party to pass a law in 1953. The gray lines represent their collaboration. The more lines you see, the more times they crossed party lines to pass a law. This is how it looked in uh, 67, in 81. Look what happened in 1995. And by 2011, it represents where we are today. So we, we, we don't talk anymore. We don't, if you watch C-SPAN and you watch some of these people talking to each other, there's no, I will give Biden this. He is correct in saying that through most of his political career, whatever you saw on TV 
was not really what was happening behind the scenes. These people were doing conglomerating, talking, dealing with each other, trying to pass things that helped everybody, themselves, their constituency, the whole nine. Now, these senators and congresspeople have made their constituencies into these shard groups. So AOC's group up in the Bronx of New York, there's other people in California that feel the way she does. So now there's a group out there, and that congressperson can now latch on to AOC's agenda and then there's a group in Texas. And so they all move and they get into the same place. They elect a congressperson. So you have these progressive liberals that are all over the country that aren't a majority by any sense of the strength. They aren't even a minority. They are a minority, but they're, they're, they're so small a percentage of the population, but they have such a big, there's such a big impact on the whole country because of social media and the, and the attention they get from the media but, but their ability to get on a platform and talk to anybody and everybody. That's the thing about business and, and everything else in this country. If you don't think, if you have an invention, Andy, I mean, I mean, we've talked about this. If you have an invention, a song, Dick and Dallas is a prime example. In today's world, all you got to do, think about this. If you want to make $100,000, all you got to do is do one, make one, make one thing and sell it to 100,000 people. Now, 15 years ago, if I would have told you that, you would have said I was nuts. Today, today, you can get online and if what you have to offer is, is worth anything, you can publicize it to millions of people. To get $1 from 100,000 people, it becomes easier and easier and easier. The point I'm trying to make is that somebody like AOC 20 years ago, you would have never heard about. It would have been a fringe person. It would have been some nut job that's the congressperson for, for a small district in the Bronx. This person now is the rock star, is a rock star in the under the Dem Democratic umbrella, Democrat umbrella. Interesting. It's interesting because this is changing policy. It's changing world platform. It's changing world politics. It's changing country politics. It's changing everything. And people, you you either got to get on board and try to understand it, or you got to, or you just got to vote and go to work and hope for the best, like like most people have done for years and years and years. But there, this idea that everything happens in the back room now is wrong. Things happen in the back room. But I'm telling you, not as much. Good, bad, or in between, you're seeing everything. You're seeing everybody's thoughts now. You're seeing everybody's thoughts so much that they, they have to go back and delete tweets. That people say that. Tweets, how many times have you heard this? Tweets since been deleted. Yeah, I mean, it happens. People, people are giving their thoughts. They're saying exactly what they want to say, and then when they get lambasted, realizing they can't, they shouldn't have said that. Things that would have never got out long time ago, that a reporter had to be at the right room at the right time, shoving enough drinks into the person they're interviewing to get some of these things. Now they just happen. It's interesting. Well, the more information, I mean, you know, supply and demand. Information is cheap these days. Information is cheap. That's right. 
I mean, we we do it to ourselves. I mean, it keeps you off of the in social media sometimes. And you don't even have a dog in the hunt when it comes to, you know, people decide, you know, it, being woke or canceling or whatever the case is. And, you, and you're just like, I'm sick. I don't want to deal with it. It's just too like people can be up in you, up in your shit, up in your everything. And, and it goes beyond that even, Andy, because I, I'll tell you this, our cell phones, Alexis, the Google, the Nest, the, I, she just came on when I said that. <laughs> go back I, I so i i i uh -oh. accidentally came across this story not to get off track too much but it, it's it's scary because everybody has one of these i yeah, i, I, got, I got two. right and so go back you can go back and you have to dig a little bit but you can go back into your i had recordings from 2015 on here now here's the deal there's a, a button that you have to turn off okay that says we can take any recordings that we have and use those recordings to make this system better. A small percentage, only a small percentage of these things happen or are used, but we can do that. You have to go in and turn that off. So I did that. I turned it off or whatever. But point being is that if you go back and you go look at the recordings, it says not intended for device. Now, that doesn't mean it didn't record it. It just means it wasn't meant for Alexa. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, right? So it says, the recording says, not intended for a, not intended for device, but it still recorded it anyway. Well, there's been recordings of all sorts of things. Right? Like, there's been, they've caught, what, rapists? Maybe uh, there might have been a murder. I think I read about where they where they've caught somebody off get, getting recorded off Alexa. I'm pretty sure the guy didn't go Alexa record this. You know, maybe I don't know. People are weird. Danny DeVito. Alexa, stop. She just turned on. You can't even say your name. I see. I thought that was Andrea talking. No, no, just no, no. I would never let her in here again. <laughs> All right, so here's the last part of this, and then we'll move on. I think we got I got some funnier stuff, and I know you got some funny stuff, but here's the last part of this, and then, and then, and then we'll move on. It's called the American Anti-Corruption Act. It fixes the system so government can work for you and your family, not just a handful of special interests and political insiders. Here's how it works. We have independent commissions draw voting districts. We make it illegal for lobbyists to donate to politicians. We give every voter a $100 tax credit that they can use to support the candidate of their choice. We put reasonable term limits on elected officials. We implement ranked choice voting to allow independents and third parties to run without spoiling elections. And finally, we enact secure automatic voter registration and vote from home ballots. So now you've got more people voting and it's easier to vote. This is common sense stuff. It creates a Congress that's more responsive to the people and can finally get stuff done. Look, we've pulled this law and it's incredibly popular across party lines. All we have to do is pass them in states across the country. So that, 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 that's what that act is. And essentially, it's things that individually the country's been doing for years and years and years, right? So he's right about this one thing. And this is one thing that came up that really... To me, I think now governors have to work with, with the senators in their states to do an actual reform 
where election laws are the same across the board. You can't have it to where Georgia's laws are one way, Pennsylvania's laws are one way, West Virginia's laws are one way, Arizona's laws are one way, and they can just, it's haphazard, however you want to do it. Voting ballots can be in at this point in time, but in this state, they can be turned in tomorrow, the day after, next day, you can do this. It's got to be, voting, these laws have to be, especially if mail-in ballots are going to be a thing going forward, it has to be universal law. So that you don't have 16 different discrepancies and you're fighting lawsuits in 16 different states or with 16 different laws on elections. I, 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 that part I agree with. That part I, I absolutely 100% agree with. And, and, and I think that you maybe with, with some of the things that have happened in different elections over the years, especially with presidential elections, you didn't get it as much as you did this time where you're like, what do you mean in Pennsylvania you can do this, this, and this? And in Georgia you can do this, this, and this. What, what, why aren't these all the same? You know? So I, I hope that that does change. Uh, and, and we do see some uniformity with, with law as far as knowing what the hell we, we have to expect. Uh, whether you move to Georgia from California or vice versa, it should be the same way to vote. That's my opinion. But uh, what does that mean? Anyway, everybody kind of, everybody's learning some new things about the election process as well. I, I mean, yeah. I think that's exactly right. That's but exactly that's the right. funny thing, too, is you always get the people out there like didn't really know. It's like, you know, oh, yeah, well, Wisconsin, they, you know, they actually they shut down and stopped their voting around uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. Actually, it's like, <laughs> you never do that. Like last year, you could have told me that or no, now you're just an expert. I run into a lot of that. Well, that's exactly I, right. That's, and and, and the thing about it is there. you could most people don't know the election laws outside of how they vote, right? So if yeah. you if you get up in the morning on on election Tuesday and you go vote, you don't know what the election laws are for mail-in ballots or when you can register to vote or, you know what I mean? That stuff doesn't even affect you. This affected people because now, you know, the, the, the places that you went to vote normally, there was a line 6,000 feet deep and you didn't want to go there or you were afraid of getting COVID. So now you were going to, now you want to mail in your ballot and you're learning about how this works a lot of states that never took in very many mail-in ballots never had to deal with the fact that if they took in 400,000 of them, how does this work? How do you count them? How do you, how do you uh, account for uh, Republicans and Democrats to view you opening the, the I mean, she's a Pete's. It's, it was an interesting process, an interesting situation, and one that cannot repeat itself. Because whether or not you believe Donald Trump should have been the president or not, the one thing we have learned is that, that states do not have the capability to take on mail-in ballots. I mean, that, that was not something that apparently anybody thought about when, when they were locking down everybody for COVID, that this was going to be an issue. Or maybe they did know. And it went exactly as planned. Who knows? Mm. Right? Who knows? <laughs> that's my kind of stuff right there. Uh, well, I mean, that's something. I'm going to tell you something. If you look <laughs> at the amount of conspiracies that come out of the last year and a half, this, it's going to be so much fun as long as we don't get COVID and die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take one, I'm going to take one little quick break here. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Doctors and nurses make their living trying to help others, but they are human beings and human beings sometimes make mistakes. When a doctor has worked for 24 hours straight, fatigue and lack of focus can lead to critical mistakes being made. Other times it's the policies or system that's to blame. For example, when a doctor or nurse comes in on their shift, they are forced to rely on charts and records created by others. 
sloppy paperwork, or inaccurate record keeping can give the doctor an incomplete picture or even worse, the wrong picture. And that can lead to serious injury or even death. It's called preventable medical error. Recent studies claim that preventable medical error causes up to 400,000 deaths a year. That's nearly as many deaths as caused by smoking. When this happens, those responsible must be held accountable to compensate the injured person or their family. But the good news is, just like you and I are required by law to purchase auto insurance, doctors also get insurance coverage in case they accidentally hurt someone. For help, call the Verdoliac Law Group. All right, so Andy, um, <laughs> the golden child. Are you having fun? I'm having a doing great time, and we're doing it like this, though. Remote. Hey, we're on. You know, we're on, right? You know, people can see you and hear what you're saying. Is that? Are you, yeah. are you asking me that question for real? Yes, I'm asking you. Are you oh, are you I, having, I do enjoy this. I mean, it's nice having Parker. It's, it's, it's nice having Parker here. I will say that because, you know, if, if something does mess up or whatever. Um, but I wouldn't be against doing this if you wanted to more often. Because I know, I know you get tired of coming over here all the time. No, I don't get tired of it. I just. It's kind of different. It's kind of I cool. just think it's fun. It's a little different. It's kind of neat. <laughs> Plus, you have all your tools. I mean, look at that place. You got yeah. keyboards and monitors and. Not even hooked up to anything. <laughs> oh my god! All right, you ready for this? Because I put this little thing together, and I was—I kind of think this is going to amuse you. I think it's going to amuse you. you am I amusing? Am I amusing? Yeah, I'm so, ready. So Tom Brady, uh, uh. Tom Brady is, is come out now that he is a racist. Okay. Oh great. Yeah, Tom Brady's a racist, and. Uh, the reason he is a racist is because he beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl uh, during Black History Month. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is a real thing. I'm not joking. It's a real thing. This this is literally. I I I'm going to say this is nine tweets of of nine of hundreds, maybe thousands of tweets. Now. Some of them I would say maybe is a little bit jokey or whatever, but the overall premise is that he is a racist. Things like if Tom Brady beats Patrick Mahomes during Black History Month, then we have we have to double whatever we're demanding for reparations. That that that's a tweet from uh, from Zito Zeke. That's a joke, though. Okay, I'm just saying, right? You're putting this that's out. Some joke. people, hey, you're putting this out. People, some people are going to think this is real and jump on the train and, 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 and believing it. There is no world where I'm rooting for Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl during Black History Month. Is you know Okay, I'm a white guy, so I don't have the ability to say this is how I would feel. But, oh, my God, are we joking? Why is this a thing? No, that's the trap right there. You, you right there alone denying it. 
makes yourself the victim or uh you know you know what i'm saying yeah i mean it, it <laughs> but, but, but my thing is th- that you're thinking it this person has to think it to say it so you're thinking it whether you're joking or not every joke is 50 percent truth right tom brady winning during black history month is so racist that's by jizzy jizzy costello <laughs> I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like it's racist that Tom Brady beat Patrick Mahomes during Black History Month. So there, 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 this is a thing. This is a thing. Tom Brady surpassed Michael Jordan in number of championships during Black History Month. Uh, I don't know, but that's got to be racist. Uh, Tom Brady beating a black quarterback during Black History Month just feels racist. Most people, I, I tell you, Samuel L. Jackson had the best thing about was it Sam Jackson or was it uh, Morgan Freeman? Black History. I don't. I don't. I don't watch Black History. I mean, I, I don't want a month. I don't need a month, right? And and some people feel that way. Some black people feel that way about Black History Month. Some people feel this way. But the fact that that people say this and think it at all, like what well, you don't know, complain about anything. You should complain that they got the shortest month of the year. Right, that's that's been a joke forever. This is a current current joke, right? That people are saying that Tom Brady is a racist because <laughs> because because he beat Patrick Mahomes in Super Bowl Sunday. Okay, so this racist went one step further. He then takes the Lombardi Trophy and just makes a mockery of it. I'm just going to play this. This is the. This is the woman that is now the founder, the owner of the people that make the Lombardi Trophy. Her father made the first Lombardi Trophy, uh, and now she owns the company. She was offended and would like an apology because Tom Brady uh, was throwing it like a real football. This Venn diagram. Oh. Golly! No, nine. Play nine for me, would you? And it takes a lot of work, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of hours go into it. It just really upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football. I didn't sleep for the past two nights because of this. I was that upset. Because I, I know the, the passion that goes into this trophy and how my dad and all, all his fellow silversmiths are so proud to make this. I personally would like an apology, not just to me and my family and the other silversmiths, um, but to the, to the fans. Seriously? That just pisses me off. The, 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneer owner was just like, uh, tight, tighten up, tighten up, Karen. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, did you make money from it? Or did you, did you, did the service for free? You just did it for fun. What's that yeah. thing? And Tom Brady, which is, will, will be known long after the, you can melt that Lombardi trophy down and turn it into a Smurf and call it the Smurf trophy. Tom Brady will be known and, and, and more, uh, just the goat of football over the Lombardi trophy. Right. I mean, if Tom Brady, seven championships more than anybody will ever have, has done more for the game in general, just for people watching it, whether you like him or not. He could do whatever he wants with that thing as far as I'm concerned. 
He's given teams seven of them. Once you once you pay for that Lombardi Trophy, it is yours. If that if you know, let me tell you, let me just explain something. If that thing would have went into the water, there would have been the 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 county police, the state police, Marines, the SEALs, uh, the wet team, the people that went in to kill Obama, Osama bin Laden. They, they, they would have gone and they would have been a team to get that thing out the next day. Probably, actually, probably an hour after it went in the water. Give me a break. Get a life. Get a life. This is the world we created. Yeah. Who cares? Who give? Who cares? They take the Stanley Cup around whatever city they win and drink out of it, and people take baths in that thing. Well, is it like? Uh, I wonder if there's some sort of an honor. Uh, associated with getting to uh, work on the Lombardi Trophy. And maybe these guys are like, you know, I've been waiting all my life to work on that trophy as a silversmith. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're going to have a bad day. But had had it not been for NFL teams to even have a championship football game for you to make this thing, you wouldn't even be, you wouldn't even be doing it. You'd be making Smurf trophies. You got paid? That trophy's whoever owns it. They want to toss it in a lake? That's their ability. She wants an apology because Tom Brady, this this isn't a guy that just won his first Super Bowl. Yeah, he does have six others. <laughs> he's got seven of these trophies that he's held. He probably should own one. I love people that say, I hate Tom Brady. I, I think it's great. And now they're going to call him a racist. They got pissed off. There was all this crap about him because he got drunk after the Super Bowl, you know, at a party in Tampa and was going around and people filmed him, filmed him. I'm just like, I don't care if you haven't, I don't care if alcohol, you think alcohol is the devil. This guy has been pretty much squeaky clean other than a couple of flat footballs over the last freaking 18 years, 20 years of playing football. He's not still not done what he's done for the game and 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 fans across the uh, the, the country and the world. And Nelson, there's Brazilians that love this guy. You should give there should have been six Lombardi trophies ready for him in case he missed it. You know what I mean? Like just six of them just sitting there in case he threw one and the guy dropped it into the water. Have another one. I mean, it's not even my team. But but damn, you gotta admit. I mean, what what a what an athlete? I mean, what I mean, to go to another team like Tampa Bay, for God's sakes, have they even been in a Super Bowl before? Has Tampa Bay been in a Super Bowl before? I don't think so. Tampa Bay, I'm pretty sure that they were known for people getting drunk with eye patches and jumping off the boat that was in the back. That's what I'm pretty sure Tampa Bay football was for. Because I sure in the hell didn't know what they... Tampa Bay? He goes down there for one season? Oh, my God, Andy. Jesus, God, that's funny. That's funny. That's what he was... I thought he was laughing at me, but now I know. Now I know. No, I was laughing at you. No, no, no. But that pic, that picture of your big head, your big head, yeah. big head. I don't know. Anyway, I feel good about, uh, I feel good about it. I feel, I don't feel. I have more respect for the trophy myself. So you, that bothered you. 
I don't know, like a little bit. I just, I don't know. I guess if I was Tom Brady and I had like six other ones or seven, you know, it's like. Well, no, I'm saying like you're not like you're a Browns guy or whatever. I mean, do you feel like that okay. was disrespectful? What? <laughs> no. Okay, so like that was his or that was the only one? No, that was the that was Tampa Bay's letting him have it to have a they were having parades and God knows what else. That was the only one. But it's it's pure yeah, silver. If it drops into the lake, that's a story or whatever. But are you really going to get upset about it? I mean, is that is that what we've done here? Is that this these are the things we're going to get upset about? I, I just don't. You're going to ask for an apology from this guy? No, no, I wouldn't go that far. No, I just all I'm saying is I wouldn't be throwing the trophy. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I agree that it wasn't probably the best move in the world. Trophy. Okay, whatever. I'm over it. You know what? Me and you just are going to disagree. We're going to disagree. I think you should have. I think you should have tossed a couple of them. I think you should have went to New England, got a couple of those off the shelf, and threw some of those in the lake. That's what I think you should have done. But that's just my opinion, and nobody cares about my opinion. Andy, um, I have something special for you uh, that I think is. Well, you know what? Let's do an around the horn. You got your mic on? You know how to talk in that thing? Okay, let's do an around the horn. Our first one. All right, so here's the deal. Parker, you're going to say on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the worst, 1 being not that big a deal. Where do you feel you are on Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi Trophy? 10 being not that bad? 10 being the worst. 10 being the worst. Two. There you go. Andy, where are you at on a scale of 1 to 10? Mm, I'm going to say 6.5. Dang, go on. Oh, I'm going to go four. So Andy's really got a problem with this. <laughs> I think it's a problem. You got a problem with this. I wouldn't, but but I'm also not Tom Brady. So dad, look, dad's one. Dad's one. Yeah, one. Dad's one. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, you know, he's dad. He don't care. He's Steelers. We're yeah, trying to figure out what to do with Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, 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 Park. I, hey, I want to see the look on Parker's face. Parker, put your camera on. Okay, there's Parker. All right. <laughs> now, yeah. Parker, I just want to see the look on your face when I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a picture up on the screen. I want to see your face. Now, you, uh, nobody's gonna be able to see your face, but I just want people to know you're there. There it is. And here it is. Read that. Dad's second car crash. <laughs> <this week. laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Dad's second car crash. Oh my God, that's genius. All right, Andy, this is clip of the week, and I can't wait for you to see this. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, hold on. I got to, I got to, where in the hell is it at? Oh, there it is. No, no, it's right. Uh, let's see. Where's it at? 
Do you see it? Huh? I see it. Oh, I got it right here. Hey guys, it's G for T, Survive and Thrive TV. We're here with Tom uh, again, Tom the Science Guy. And he really has been motivated to show how uh, Armortherm uh, has produced a, a neutralizer that really truly works to negate the f effects of, of uh, pepper spray and CS gas spray. So we're here with Tom right now. And Tom, what's going on right now? This is the pepper spray. It's pepperine, and pepperine is a toxin, by the way. If you release it into a crowd, you should have a neutralizer for it by international law. People actually have had anaphylactic shock, or they have either their esophageal passageway have, you know, coagulated, and uh, closed closed off their, you know, the respiratory system so they couldn't. Breathe. It could basically just make you kill yourself. Okay, get it all over you. Get it all over you, buddy. Yeah, get it, yeah, get it in there. Spray your face. Oh. Now look. Open your eyes. Force them. Keep going. Keep going. Get your eyes open. Get your eyes open. Get your eyes open. Get your eyes open. Keep them open. Yep. Hands up. Hands up. Squirt me. Coming down now. Yeah. Open your eyes. Oh, my God. Can you imagine what it would be like without that stuff? Really bad. Really bad. Okay. Yes. Now, a person who might have it, have a reaction. Oh reaction. shit! Asthma. <laughs> Are you good? No. Wipe your face off. <laughs> Walk it off. Yep, walk it off, man. Walk it off. <laughs> this dude's stuff doesn't do anything. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I want to tell everybody how my feels are, okay? Okay. This is something you do not want. <laughs> <laughs> this is something I want to tell everybody my feelings. This is something you do not want. It's something you do not want. No kidding. No kidding. Oh my God. That's beautiful. God, that's, that's beautiful. Awesome. Isn't it? Okay. So I want you to guess how long that video was. Guess how long that video was. Two minutes and uh, 45 seconds. No, two minutes and 15 seconds. Parker, guess how long. No, no, no. Back up for a second. Guess how long the video was that I cut. Cut that up into. 15 minutes. Oh, I don't know. Eight minutes. Okay, it was 15. Okay. Yeah. 15 minutes that I had to cut up, and there was probably, I'd say that that guy was in that kind of agony for about 45 so he's squirting that stuff. I mean, it's coming out of his nose. It's out of his eyeballs. It's out of all this stuff. And it, it, for about 45 minutes before he could have a talk or whatever. And so the point that they were trying to make was, which is an interesting one, which you wouldn't know unless is unless you had been sprayed before without it, truthfully, right? But but what would have what would it had it been like had he not had the spray? 
the neutralizer spray or whatever the hell they were using. What would it have been like? Right. And, and so does, so when you say that stuff's not working, you don't really know, right. Is if it's not working, you have to get sprayed with it without it. And then you have to, you know, and then you have to get sprayed again (laughs) and then try. Imagine what it would feel like without this stuff. Oh my God. Right. And, but that's the truth. I mean, you do not know what it would have been like without it. Uh, unless you would have tried. Oh my God, though. I mean, throw him in the lake. <laughs> it's like the uh, water makes it worse, right? You got to like milk. I, I don't think you're supposed to use water. Yeah, I think you're supposed to. So, like, it's supposed to be milk and milk and uh, you know flour. I think basically you just put. You just might as well just. What is it? Uh, fried chicken. You just your face turns into fried chicken. You milk, <laughs> flour, milk. You're ready to go. Dump it in the dump it in the thing. Oh my God! That's that. That was clip of the week. Uh, I don't know how I could ever beat that personally. I, that was really a pr- productive segment. Wasn't it? <laughs> I like to say right now that I've been looking into buying Bitcoin uh, ever since it went to fifty thousand dollars a coin, uh, and and for considering four weeks ago it was forty thousand dollars a coin. Basically, there are some seriously big billionaires in this world off of something. Uh, that that you're never actually going to hold. You you know what I mean. You're never going to hold it. It's not it's not real uh, as far as an actual coin. But what's funny is that last week I think or the week before last we talked about the story of the guy that <clears throat> couldn't remember his password to his account, and that's it. So there's there's no backup password. There's no forget your password. <laughs> forget your login information. We can give it to you. That, that there's none of that. Right. So if you don't remember your password, your, your, your account's done. So th- this guy in Germany gets arrested, uh, and, and he, and the German police sees, uh, $60 million worth of Bitcoin in an account that he has. Uh, they seize it based on the fact that they got to get to it, but they're not going to get to it because this guy won't tell them what the password is. And they don't know if he doesn't, isn't telling him because he, he doesn't know, or if he doesn't remember. Okay, uh, <clears throat> but just to let you guys know, uh, anybody that listens and, and and is talking about maybe or thinking about investing in the Bitcoin, because you can't invest into it like in a in a in a regular uh, you know stock house. You have to you have to. There's these certain sites that you have to go to 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 be able to buy Bitcoin in whatever increments. Um, but there has been already twenty percent twenty percent of Bitcoin in existence today. About $140 billion are completely lost or locked up in wallets with lost passwords. Completely inaccessible. Inaccessible. Hmm. 20% of the currency cannot be cannot be got or remade. Eventually, uh, like, auction those off or something. Can't, like store no, doors. you can't. You can't. Maybe right? You, can't. But you cannot print more. The whole point of what and the amount, the reason why this stuff is so expensive is because there's only a finite amount of it. So if you, right, so the difference between uh, the U.S. dollar, which they print money anytime they want, right, which is what everybody's talking about now with with all this money they've been putting into the economy, Bitcoin and these and, and Bitcoins, you know, uh, uh, online coins and 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 uh, blockchain and all this kind of stuff. There's only a finite amount of this stuff. And if you go making more, it dilutes the amount, the value of of the current coin. That's the problem. 
So when they say 20% of this uh, of it's locked up, that means 20% of the Bitcoin that's out there is is gone. Which is another reason why it's worth is is so valuable. I mean, right? It's supply and demand. It's it's you know, there's the less of it there is, the more it's worth. It's pretty incredible. And I'm just learning about it because there's this whole whole thing called Bitcoin uh digital coin mining uh, where it's it's on this border of legal illegal because of the fact that it's that it's not policed right and and I'm I have <clears throat> I printed off this whole thing and did all this research on it I, I'm not good enough to talk about it but it's pretty incredible just a little bit that I saw that I've seen it's incredible I mean and blockchain uh, you know the, the the same type of technology that that they're going to use for robots to talk to each other. They're also using for Bitcoin. And the question is, is and one of the major questions now with Bitcoin that people aren't realizing is if the central bank gets involved and starts its own digital currency, things like Bitcoin and Dodgy Coin and all these things that have that have surfaced are going to take a major hit. And maybe get wiped out of existence because that if the central banks start giving out delving out digital currencies, you won't have anybody outside of that, right? The central banks, they're the they're the ones that dole, dole out all the money. It's it, it, interesting, but but I remember I'll never forget, and it might have been Nathan, it might have been Nathan or Charles. Or, or or somebody in that in that those oh, yeah. in those days back in, that that said, hey, it, we were talking one day at a gig. I'll never forget it. And Charles says, I bought Bitcoin. Or somebody one of one of the horn guys was like, I bought Bitcoin. It's four hundred dollars. And I was thinking, four hundred dollars for a Bitcoin? Why would you even do like? What do you do with it? And at that point in time, you could even do less with it than you can now. Yeah. Think about that, Andy. Four hundred dollars for something that right now you would have had. 50 grand for that you, but you paid 400 for it. So imagine if you bought a hundred of them. I mean, it's pretty well, insane. So I'm not gonna. Well, I mean, the thing about it is now what you can do is buy pieces of Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, what's the smallest piece you can buy? I mean, down to the freaking cent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it. because the issue is, it, you know, what, what you're going to do, what's going to happen is you're going to get charged. So let's say you wanted to buy a penny, for instance, you're going to get charged five bucks to do the, to do the transaction, right? Whether you buy a hundred thousand dollars or if you buy a penny, there's a transaction fee, right? And that's how these companies yeah. make money. But Bitcoin is an interesting ball game. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to turn it to you for a second because hmm. you said you had this phone call Oh, <laughs> that you've wanted to play and that I've not let you. Well, what? Well, I want to hear it. Okay. I'd like to hear it. Well, let me find it. All right. Well, bring it up. What it, what it, set, set, set us up the. <laughs> well, scammers, man, we were talking about scammers the other day. I got to get Andrea up here too soon too. Cause I, I want, I'm after you're done with your, your scammer thing, I'm going to parlay that into a, a live scammer call. <laughs> So let's let's let set it up. Scammers, we were. Right. Oh well, basically these guys, you know, they would call, and I got I got online. I got online with these dudes, and and they're telling me that they wanted me to go to this like screen sharing thing, 
And I was kind of screwing with him, told him to call me back. So I, I set up the uh, recording stuff and screwed with these guys just a little bit. It's kind of funny. Let's see if you guys can hear it. Oh, that's not it. Now you're turning into my problems. <laughs> well, you can you hear Hello? 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 Hi. What's up? Uh, my name is Mike. Okay. What, what the hell you want, man? Uh, let me explain it to you. My name is Mike, and I'm Microsoft uh, Certified Technician. Yeah, what's your Yeah, we have been re receiving some error messages from your computer. Uh, error messages? Like emails? Regarding <laughs> security, security, network security. security. What do you mean? Like, uh, I got these freaky-ass messages coming up on my computer, man. Like, I don't even understand. Can you help me out or what? Yeah, I'll help you out that. Help you out with that. So, will you please go in front of your computer and front of your computer? What? Yeah, I'm in front of my computer. I'm naked, though. Is that okay? Okay. Uh, so, will you please open one browser? Okay. Open my, open my browser? Yeah. Let me open it up here. Okay, sure. <laughs> right. Okay, hold on. Another. Hold on. Okay, go, go ahead. Take your own time. I'm trying. Just, I'm trying to get this to shut off, man. I'm trying. Hold on. All right, I got it. All right, so, so my browser's open. What am I typing? What do you want me to type? Uh, www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.
that's like one of many scams that these guys do. But basically this guy was getting me to trying to get me into that position of some sort. And so I just, I don't know. I set it up and just screwed with him a little bit. It was fun. That was pretty funny. So Andrea gets a call today. Uh, do you want to tell us what, what they said? Uh, wait, hello. Andrew's here? Yes. Hey, nice. Andy. Hey. It was, <laughs> it was a recording. It was just saying that my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Um, They were just saying that my bank account reported suspicious activity. So I had a. Uh, what was the name? I mean, I was pretty much going to jail. So if you want to talk, <laughs> so if like you Colombian wanna... jail or or regular American jail? No, um, like American jail. It was like a big deal. So if you want to talk to an agent, <laughs> just press one. All right, Andy, can you get us into a phone call if I give you a number? <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, do you, yeah. Do you need to text it to? Us? I'm going to send it to you right now. Okay, I want I want to see if we can okay. get get a hold of him and see uh, if if Andrea is really going to uh, going to go to jail. I just sent, I just texted it to you. All right, let me look. All right, so why why he's doing that? Um, what is it? You're 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 getting into holistic medicine. Mm -hmm. Is it holistic? Holistic. 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 Um, and so you're going you're taking classes and doing that kind of thing with it. Uh, and you started a company called Essence, right? Right. Um, and so basically helping people out with giving them pointers and tips on things like probiotics and, and gut health. And you, why don't you give a little bit about it? I, I just kind of interested because I want to start putting it on the program or whatever, but just tell people about it. Maybe, you know, maybe if somebody needs some help, they can reach out to you and, and tell yes. us. Okay. So it's, it's more based in <clears throat> nutrition, right? right? So it's functional nutrition which uh, it's, uh, it goes hand-to-hand -hand with functional medicine. All those things are more holistic, meaning they work with health, um, like lifestyle, um, lifestyle, uh, nutrition, like sleep patterns, or what are you doing in your day, day-to-day -day that are um, getting your health not where it's supposed to be or gaining weight and not being able to lose weight. Or, I mean, it just help you change a lot of things that you sometimes don't know you're not doing the best way um, without necessarily have to take medication or have a bunch of blood work or having to go to the doctor all the time. Because sometimes when you go to the doctor, they don't have the time to work with a lot of things. And I'm telling you this because <laughs> I am... Based on uh, experience. Yes, I am a physician back in my country so we normally don't focus on those things i mean sometimes they give you just a they print a worksheet and this is what you need to eat but those things are not gonna work for everybody right so this specific this specific um how do you say it? that specific thing like the functional nutrition and functional well, medicine <clears throat> part of the reason i like having you up here is because uh it's always interesting to see how you say certain words Yes. So just go ahead and give or it a shot. Give it a shot. I, how I struggle, actually <laughs> speaking in general. <laughs> no, but I understand what you're saying. But um, so it's not a, it's not 
something that it works for everybody. So you work with a specific individual, with specific things, with a specific lifestyle. Um, so that's why it's important because you go to the doctor or a regular nutritionist and it's a more like a, like a standard kind of treatment. Right. Shotgun approach, as they call it. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I can say this from, uh, from experience now over the last month, I mean, I've cut gluten, uh, a lot of sugar, most of su most sugar and dairy from dairy. my diet. And basically I'm Superman. <laughs> I'm Superman. I, I, d I definitely do not get bloated as much. And I, I will say that that is something that when I first started this whole situation, uh, I didn't necessarily feel, uh, that it was that bad. I felt like maybe I was just fat or whatever, but, um, and I'm still a little fat as you know, it is what it is, but I don't feel bloated anymore. Uh, especially after I eat dinner or whatever. And it definitely helps. Um, <laughs> hello, Renee and Jimmy. Um, it definitely helps with the fact of, uh, with how, how it makes you feel, but the, the, the recipes and things that you've cooked has been unbelievable. I mean, I, that's been a big part of it though, right? It's, a, it's, yeah. a, and it's a very, if you're by yourself and you're used to going out, I mean, it's, it's a lifestyle change, which is a part of a lot of things, uh, that would help you in your life if you could change them. But you being here, it's been a very, I feel better. And I, you know, I, I want people to know about this. Seriously. And I think one. What's that sweet stuff? <laughs> Listen, Mike Tyson. What's sweet? Oh, the nut bar. Well, yeah. And I mean, there's, and, and the things that you've cooked and, and, and this is one thing I want to put out for her and then on here too, as well as these recipes that she's created, uh, which you would have thought, and in some cases started out not right. Not right. And, and they were, and, 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 and like a lot of things, when you take sugar and things away, it, things can be dry. Things can not taste right. Things can, they, they, they don't taste like they're your norm, you know, your normal stuff. And especially, you know, our taste buds are very much in tune to very sweet, very whatever. And so when you take things uh, and, and you, and they're a little bit more bland or whatever the case is, but after a while and you tweak the recipes, I mean, you can get that compromise of taste and nutrition. And I think that's a really cool thing. Um, but but we're going to talk more about this um, mm -hmm. over the next couple of weeks. And I, I want to put Essence up on the screen and you, use your little points that you make for your, for your Instagram. Where, okay. where can people find that? On East Instagram is Essen.fxn. Essence. So it's, uh, say, Essence. spell it for me. I'm not going to spell it. Oh, you really can't? Because I yeah. can't either. E-S-E-C-E, -E, right? E-C-S-S. Somebody that knows English. Yeah, I, I put you on Spell the spot, it. so it doesn't even yeah. matter. <laughs> it doesn't. I'll, I'll put it in the ball. I'll put them in the thing for you. I, I'm glad you can't even spell your own business. That's great. <laughs> That's great. All right. So, did you get them online? Did you get them on call, Andy? Uh, we can make the call. I didn't. Yeah, make I can't. It. I can't make the call without you hearing it. So. Okay, make the call. Make the call. Ready? Yeah, Andrew, you're gonna love this. Oh my. God. Hey, I'm here to fight for your honor. <gasps> Thank you. As if we were in Winterfell, huh? <laughs> huh? We were in Winterfell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm about to make a run to the the gas station the gas station <laughs> well i'm not getting anything coming back from it really uh it's a joke anyway they, they wanted you to call this back this number this 303-443 number no i just Thank needed you for to calling woodley's fine furniture you have reached out that <laughs> <laughs> delivery mailbox please dial 111 <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> it's a furniture. Are store? you serious? Three zero three four four three five six nine two. Yeah. 
303-443-5692. Okay. Well, then what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? The furniture store. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I think overall for not having Jared here, and I, I was going to play something for you. Um, is it, did you put it up there? You got it. Oh, good. And Parker's got it. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna play this one uh, clip. Uh, these the, actually, it's three clips. But I think since Jared's going to be here next week, I'm going to save it because it's a musical clip. It's a musical type situation. I don't know. Yeah, we'll save it for next week because Andy, you're going to want to see this. You're going to want to yeah. see this. Oh, there it is at e s s e n c e dot f x n n okay previews covering it up so if you want to go to the instagram handle it's really good and if you want to get a hold of andrew you can and it's neat so i think that's i think that's uh it's been a good night not bad i mean for not having to guess we had to put a, put a show together and andy wasn't here and parker had to come over we did pretty good i thought a good time yeah it was boys are back in town he has all his gadgets over there i mean he's got some gadgets what he do that do a different voice do a different voice look at this it's gonna work i don't know that's what i'm asking you oh my god Uh, (laughs) uh, so disappointing (laughs) look you know know the different voice yeah Nope. There it is. What is it? <laughs> it's it's just not. It's not the same. It's not the same. The, my favorite part though is his face. He looks like somebody that can't go near a a playground. He does. That picture looks like a 1984 uh, Sears and Roebuck uh, family portrait shot. That's what that looks like. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, listen, uh, you watched uh, the fourth episode of How Val is of Validity, our winter edition, only because Andy couldn't be here because of ice. Jared Neiman couldn't be here because of ice. Uh, it is what it is. We talked. We had some good points tonight. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you get d- deported. <laughs> uh, Andrea's going to get deported. Better you than me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, make sure you check out Andrea's thing, and uh, uh, next week we should have words with Colombian. That's okay. what we next week we'll do that. Um, but anyway, thanks for checking out how valid is the validity. Uh, we appreciate you. Check out uh, how valid is the validity on anywhere you get your podcast. Last week we had Dustin Lynch and Ward Gunther. Make sure you do, uh, download that one, and, and it was it was a fun time and, and good times and all that kind of fun stuff. We'll see you next week uh, Wednesday night, seven o'clock central, eight o'clock Eastern for another how valid is the validity. Mm-hmm. <laughs>